return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Again, hearing the voice of God. And so I've talked on this um, a lot, I think since probably March. Uh, every time I speak, it's usually something along these lines. And this might be my last part on it, but I'm not sure. It depends on what the Lord wants to do. But I really want to talk about um, hearing the voice of God through the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Dave, last week, Sunday, talked on the Holy Spirit, and it was very good what he had to say. And so you're going to hear some things that are similar, but this is what the Holy Spirit wanted me to talk about tonight. And I think a lot of times we read the word, you know, I talked about uh, last time I spoke, two weeks ago, that the word reminds us of things in our, maybe in our past, that God has reminded us of promises that he has for us. Uh, he reminds us of a verse that we can go to and hold on to and we're struggling when we're in a difficult time. And the word helps us with things in our life. And uh, last time I spoke about hearing through God's word. And this goes hand in hand with hearing through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because when we read the Word of God, that's when the Holy Spirit, he, well, He's always ministering to us, but that's when we open our ears to hear the Holy Spirit minister to us. And the Bible says that he who has ear, an ear to hear, let him hear. So we all have ears, but who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church? Who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to you individually in your life? Right? So we all we have physical ears, we have a heart. The Lord speaks to all of us, but do we have ears to hear what God is saying to us? And we and we receive that, you know, we receive his word by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we read the word, our ears open up to what the Spirit is saying to us. And again, we read the word, but who do you think reveals those things to us in the word? not just me conjuring something up in my mind. I'm not just like, ooh, you know, I, I read something and it's like, oh, that sounds good. I'm going to write it down. That, that was all me. No, the Holy Spirit does, doesn't he? So if we go to 1 Corinthians 2.6, the Bible says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Aren't you glad that we have the wisdom of God and not the wisdom of man? The wisdom of this age, which we know that the, the heavenly wisdom is foolishness to, this, to the people of the world, right? But they, people that think they are wise in this world are actually fools. But it says, we don't have the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So there's this wisdom of the Lord that was given and ordained before the ages. And notice that it says it was given for our glory. So this wisdom that in the Old Testament was cooped up because of the law, because they couldn't do anything with it, this wisdom 
and this knowledge of Jesus that when the new covenant came was revealed, it was given for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If we go to the next verses there. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear has heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So when we look at this verse, before Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected, there was this hidden wisdom of what, of again, the things which God has prepared for those who loved him. Amen. And so now it says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. So the things that were made, that were a mystery that weren't known before, it says now that he's revealed them to us and he's revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit in our life. Right. Because it says that that the things that weren't seen or heard and haven't entered the heart were the things that God has prepared for not just the church as a whole, but for those, amen, who love him. So he's talking about individual knowledge and wisdom for our life, the things that he's prepared for you individually in your life, and ultimately eternal life, right? So the things that God has prepared for those who love him, he revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things. The Spirit searches the deep things of God. Amen. And so when we worship the Lord, it says that we worship him, in, worship him in spirit and in truth. So we have a spirit, right? And so the spirit, the Holy Spirit, searches all things. And when we get, and we're going to talk about it a little bit tonight, but when we start reading the word and we start listening with our heart to the Holy Spirit, it lines up with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So if... if if Angeline and I, there's a decision that needs to be made, and I'm thinking one thing and she's thinking another, and we start to talk about it, what do we do? We get on the same page, don't we? So when I start to read the Word, and I'm, and I'm asking the Holy Spirit questions, and He's answering me, what happens? My spirit starts to get in line with His Spirit. And it says that His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, searches all things and searches the deep things of God. And what, is the, what are these deep things? Well, these deep things go back to the beginning, or to back to verse 9. The deep things are what he has prepared for you. Amen. He has deep things prepared for you. He has good things prepared for you, for those who love him. And, you know, anybody can, can know these things that God has prepared. Now, people that don't believe him, okay, they have no idea of the deep things. Right? They don't know the things that are prepared for them because they don't love him. But as soon as somebody enters in from being an unbeliever to being a child of God, they, they begin, or they're somebody who loves Jesus. Right? If you really truly are a Christian, you love Jesus. You have a relationship with him. And then when that happens, then those things which God has prepared for those people, all of a sudden, they can start understanding and getting wisdom and knowledge as they search the Lord, as they search the deep things, and their spirit aligns with the Holy Spirit, and they can know what God has for them. Amen? So these things that were previously not known and hidden, the Holy Spirit has revealed them to you and me. And there's not a, there's not a patent on the Holy Spirit. There's not a patent on the Word of God or a revelation or knowledge. 
So all the things that he has for me that I know, you can have the same thing. You know what Deb knows about what God has planned for her and prepared for her? Um, that's with her and the Holy Spirit. I can know the same thing about me and what God has planned for me and prepared for me. Amen. And I really believe this isn't just talking about eternity, but it's talking about in your life, you know, we have 70, 80, 90 years, hopefully, on this earth. And he wants to tell you, okay, these are the things that I want you to do for me and I'm going to do for you. He wants us to know that for me, he wants to, he wants to tell me, okay, Randon, okay, I'm going to reveal some things to you that I want you to do, do for me in my kingdom and I'm going to take care of you. The Bible says that he supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So we can, as we search through the scriptures, we can see these deep things. And sometimes scripture can become familiar to us. We might read a scripture over and over and say, oh yeah, the Lord supplies all my needs. But if we really think about scripture and we think about that, that scripture in particular, the Lord my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants us to know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge. You know, those kinds of scriptures, it's easy just to read them and just to say them. But when we actually think about them, they no longer become familiar. They're almost new to us again. Right. And so he wants us to be able to, with the Holy Spirit, search those deep things of God. And really, the Holy Spirit is who we rely on in our daily life. We pray in the name of Jesus to the Father, but the Holy Spirit is who we converse with, is who comforts us on a daily basis. I talked a couple Sundays ago about how the Bible reminds us of the promises of God. John 14, 26 says, Jesus is talking, he says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So again, who teaches us all things? The Holy Spirit teaches us all things. Now, when Jesus was on the earth, he was the teacher. He was teaching his disciples all the things that they needed to know for that time and for, and for in the future. But now that he is sitting at the right hand of the Father, the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. He brings to remembrance everything that, that Jesus had said, all of his words. And so that's, that's why when we read the Bible... And we're in a situation, the Holy Spirit will speak to us and tell us, hey, remember this scripture. Remember what you read just the other day. And he, what does he do? He, re, he brings things back to our remembrance, the things that Jesus said. And then he, the other thing, you know, he's really, the Holy Spirit does so many things for us. Another thing he does is intercedes for us. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, I'm not really talking about praying in the Spirit tonight, but part of the Holy Spirit in, inside of us is the ability to speak with other tongues. The Bible says that we sing in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Spiritual songs would be those that maybe we don't know. What is it? A song out of our heart, a song out of... That, uh, that maybe we don't understand. Levi was talking about, uh, just in worship, wanting us to pray and to sing in the Holy Spirit. That's a spiritual song. And so, that is part of it. When we pray in the Holy Spirit, there's times where I've needed to make a decision or there's been something going on and I just start praying in the Holy Spirit and I get an answer. But also, you know, people that don't know how to pray in tongues or haven't prayed in tongues, they also have the Holy Spirit inside of them as well, Right? So, 
Otherwise, there'd be a very, very small percentage of people that I can, that can actually hear from the Holy Spirit. Because there's not a lot of people that, can, that speak in other tongues. Right? But the Holy Spirit is going to guide you in any situation that you're in. And so we really have this intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He knows our thoughts. He knows our weaknesses. He knows how we should pray. And then he's constantly with us. John 14, 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And this goes back to, it says, the world can't receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, because it doesn't see him. Um, the world doesn't know him. This goes back to those deep things again, where he, he, he gives us wisdom and revelation of what he's prepared for those who love him. Amen? So the Spirit of truth, the world can't receive him. But it says that we know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So I think a lot of times Christians think that, and I don't probably think anybody here, I think everybody here pretty much knows that the Holy Spirit is inside of us, but sometimes it's like there's this distant God. You know, you think about maybe conversations you've had with other Christians, and it's like, well, uh, they're, they're praying about something, and, and like, well, I'll just have to ask the Lord for that, and which is true, but it's like he's this distant God. He's like, he's out there, and maybe as, as my prayer gets through the cosmos, it might reach him. But you know, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And so when we talk to the Holy Spirit, and he says the Spirit intercedes for us, well, you know, the Lord it doesn't take weeks or months or years for our prayers to get to the Holy Spirit, or to the Lord, right? Because what happens? The Holy Spirit hears them, gives them to the Father in the name of Jesus, amen, and he hears them right away. He hears him right away. The Bible says Jesus intercedes for us. He's making intercession. Amen. Again, a lot of Christians like to think that I'm just this weak-kneed Christian who I'm, I'm, I'm groveling at the feet of the Lord to get something answered in my life. And really the Bible says we can go boldly to the Holy Spirit. We can go boldly to the throne of grace to get help in time of need. Amen. So don't, when you, when you pray and when you uh, request something of the Lord, don't think that, well, maybe, he may, maybe he'll give it, maybe he won't. We don't want to be double-minded. We want to be single-minded, right? We want to know that when we request something according to his will, that he hears us and he's going to come through on his promise. Amen. So the result of, again, going back to John 14, so the result of Jesus going to heaven is the Holy Spirit will come into us. And if the Holy Spirit is co-equal with Jesus, that same power that flowed through Jesus flows through you. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit's inside of you. So Jesus had this amazing authority on earth. And you think, wow, uh, that'll never happen again. Well, the truth is that can happen any time. Because we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, right? So if Jesus and the Holy Spirit have this same authority, and then the Bible even says that he's given authority to the head of the, to the church, right? Who's his body, who fulfills, who fills all in all. That means we have this authority through the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then our own lives, the Holy Spirit helps us discern situations that we're in. Helps us discern 
decisions that we need to make. If we have a bad medical report, medical report, we can and should ask the Holy Spirit what the next step is. Amen? He's going to warn you. Maybe there's something that you shouldn't do, and he might warn you not to go there, not to do this thing that you wanted to do. An example would be in Acts 16. And I've said this before, but Acts 16.6 says, Now when they had gone through um, Phrygia in the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And you think, if I was the disciples, I'd think, well, we're preaching the word. Why, is, why can't we go here? Well, anyways, it says after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Again, they're wanting to do the work of the Lord, and it's like, sometimes, sometimes if we're hindered in some way to go somewhere or do something, it's like, devil, you get, you get out of here, right? Get behind me, Satan. But really, we need to discern, okay, what voice is this? Who's, who's not permitting to me to do this or that? Why is this door closed, right? Because the Bible says that any door that the Lord opens, no man should shut, right? There's no, there's no door that he opens that, I mean, really the only one that can shut it is us. <laughs> we can just decide not to go that way and go a different way. But it says the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came to Troas. And then verse 9 says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with them, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So it wasn't that the Lord didn't want him to preach the gospel, but for whatever reason, Macedonia was the place that he wanted him to go. The Holy Spirit, as we inquire of him and as we continue to be sensitive to him, he will tell us things that we maybe don't understand with our natural mind, right? But the Bible says we don't want to lean on our own understanding. We want to acknowledge him in all of our ways. He directs our path, right? And so we see in Acts 16 that the Holy Spirit is directing the path of the apostles. He's telling him where he wants him to go. I would assume that if the apostles really wanted to, they could have broken through the barrier and went to the place that they wanted to go. But what were they doing? They were being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And because they were sensitive to the Holy Spirit, they were able to stay away from the areas that the Holy Spirit didn't want them to go. That the Lord, for whatever reason, didn't want them to go. And so we don't know what would have happened if they would have ignored the voice of the Lord. But we do know that there was a reason they weren't supposed to go there. Sometimes we can want to be in God's will, but find ourselves outside of God's will because we're just not following the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Amen? An example would be, um, you know, if you're, if you're volunteering in a church and, and there's a need in a certain area of the church and, you know, you have the uh, prerequisite, you have the calling to fill that need, but you don't want to do that need. You want to do another need in the church, something maybe that's already being done. And so you're fighting hard to just do this other thing in the church. Well, is it bad? No. But is it what God has called you to do? No. So you want to do as well, but you find yourself outside of the will of God because you're not listening to the Holy Spirit for what he wants you to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've talked about before when someone trains a horse with the reins, okay, and they have this rain training, 
And the goal is, if they do it properly, that only the slightest touch from the rein on one side of the horse's neck will turn the horse where they want him to go. And, uh, and it causes the horse's neck to move, and that's the way the horse goes. And, and uh, I've talked about how we need to be just as sensitive as the horse to the Holy Spirit's nudging. Because that's all he's going to do. He's just going to nudge. He's not going to slap us across the face to go one way or the other. Right? He's going to nudge us. We need to be as sensitive as a horse and not stubborn as a mule. Amen. And how do you train a horse? You train him by repetition. Right? So a horse, if you just do it once, and then you expect the horse to move where you want him to go, probably not going to happen. But as you continue to train and do a repetition of, okay, this is what I want you to do. I'm sorry, Greg needs to be here. I'm not a horse guy. Um, but, but as we do it, continually do it, do it, right? Um, the horse is going to start to go to the movements where we want him to go. So we, we put the rein on the right side of his neck, and the horse is going to go this way. The left side is going to go this way. And this is how the Holy Spirit helps us. As we continue to be in the Bible daily, as we pray daily, as we do things that are spiritual and, and want to hear the voice of the Lord, we become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit's voice. By repetition, reading the word daily, praying the word, praying daily, asking him questions and expecting an answer. Don't just ask questions and don't expect him to speak to you. Sometimes we ask rhetorical questions to the Lord. We already know the answer. No, ask questions that maybe you don't know the answer to yet. And then expect him to reveal it to you. That's how we learn. That's how we hear his voice, right? Just like guiding a horse, the Holy Spirit wants to guide us. John 16, 13 says, However, when he, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So we should go to the Holy Spirit for guidance, because he's not going to lead us down the wrong path. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Like, you have all these voices in the world, and really one voice is going to lead you down the righteous path and where he wants you to go, and all these other voices lead to destruction and lead to wrong decisions and wrong thinking. But if we train ourselves, and I, I say train ourselves just by we need to get into the Word, we need to do these things. The Holy Spirit actually trains us. But when we do these things and get into the Bible and pray and ask questions and different things, then the Holy Spirit can start to guide us. And what will become? We become teachable. We become malleable. And it's not that he's forcing us one way or another, but we just, our hearts become softer towards him. Amen? It's like if I were to put something in the, in the um, oven, okay, but I didn't put any water in it, well, it's going to start to get hard, isn't it? Whatever it is. Kind of thing. Scalp potatoes. If I put them in the oven, but I don't put the right ingredients in there, it's not going to come out very well. But if I put water in it, okay, and I bake it for the amount of time, it's going to come out and it's going to be pretty good. Right? So in our life, if we try to do it on our own, and we don't add the Holy Spirit ingredient into our decisions, well, we're going to come out with the wrong, uh, the wrong meal. We're going to come out with the wrong perception, the wrong path, the wrong decision. But if we add the Holy Spirit in, amen, then it's going to be something that, oh, okay, oh yeah, I know, this is what I'm supposed to do. 
I talked before, you know, if you have a good decision and a bad decision, it's pretty easy. You pick the good decision. What if you have two decisions that both look really good? Well, you need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us. Amen. He only knows how to tell us the truth. The devil is the father of lies, and it's impossible for God to lie. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The Bible says that God is a spirit, and we can only worship him in spirit and in truth. That's why I want to go to the Holy Spirit. James 1.17 says, Every good thing and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changes. There's no variation or shadow of turning with Jesus. There's no half-truth with Jesus. What he says is truth. Amen? And it's important, that's why it's important to discern the scriptures, to discern, okay, this is what I'm reading, what does this mean though? And I'm not going to, I don't want to just in my mind say, well, this is what I think it means, and this is what I think he's saying. No, but I want to, if I don't know, it's like, oh yeah, Holy Spirit, help me. You search the deep things of the Lord, help me with this, help me with this passage, I don't understand it, okay? When, again, when you're listening to anybody on you know, when myself or Pastor Dave or anybody else that teaches here or reading books or different things, you always want to be discerning. Just because somebody's well-known as a well-known author doesn't mean they're always going to be correct. There's going to be some sticks and some different things that we need to take out of our mouth. Right? Pastor Dave uses the bones. Uh, Kenneth Hagin says we need to be smarter than an old horse, eat the hay and spit out the sticks, Right? What is that? All it is is discerning. All it is is allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our life. Just a couple more here, and I'll I'll close. Hebrews 4.12 says, The word of God is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So we're sword wielders. Amen. We have the word of God, and we're sword wielders. We We can use it, right? But we don't want to use it by ourselves. You see so many times where somebody uses the word of God to justify an action that they took that wasn't correct, that wasn't godly. So that's why, again, I said a lot, we discern, the Holy Spirit helps us discern the word of God to use it in the correct way. I said a couple weeks ago, gave the, gave the example of Charles Capps who ran out of, or who had, you know, flew for five and a half hours on, shouldn't have been enough fuel, but got, you know, is, is, uh, sorry, let me, let me back up. Instruments weren't working, and he only had enough fuel for four hours to fly. He flew for five and a half hours and landed safely, had 11 gallons of gas left. And then the guy that went to his uh, meeting and passed the gas station, his wife said, aren't you going to fill up? And he said, no, because the Lord's not a respecter of persons, and Brother Caps was able to survive on only this much gas, so... Um, Praise the Lord, we're going to get home. And his car ends up dying 20 miles out of town. Well, why is that? Well, he wasn't trusting the word. He was trusting what Charles Capps said, right? He wasn't putting his faith in Jesus. He was putting his faith in Charles Capps' words. He wasn't discerning. He wasn't using the word correctly. John 20, 21 says, Jesus said to them, Peace to you as the Father has sent me. I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So again, 
speaking in tongues is only part of having the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's one of the gifts that comes from having the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. But the disciples received the Holy Spirit before they received tongues, right? So anybody that loves the Lord has the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We just need to release them. We just need to ask them to flood our life, right? To help us in decisions, to help us in our life. Amen. So I encourage you to talk to him. Ask questions. Seek the answers in his word. That's the way we learn, right? We ask questions. So I always say in basketball, if you don't know, ask. Right? If, you, if, you're in, if you're in school, if you're working on an assignment, if you don't know, ask. Right? That's how we learn things. We ask questions. We can ask questions of the Holy Spirit. We don't want to try to get all this head knowledge without guidance from the Lord. You have all these scholars you know, in, in the world that think there's something because they have all this head knowledge about the Bible and the history and the law and all these things, but they don't have any guidance from the Holy Spirit whatsoever. Just because they, just because they studied and did all these things doesn't mean they're right. No, the only the Holy Spirit, when we go to the Holy Spirit and, and we get something from Him, then it's like, okay, we know this is right. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In everything. Everything that you need. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Peace comes when we ask the Lord. Amen? We never want to just try to figure it out for ourselves. Because then we're including our flesh. But we actually really have the mind of Christ. We go after the things of the Spirit. And we allow Him to enter into our decision making. To enter into our lives. Amen. This peace that passes all understanding will come. And will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. When we ask the Holy Spirit to come into our life. And to help us make decisions. Then we get everything, all the fruits of the Spirit that come with it. We get this love and this joy and this peace, amen, that just flood our life. And, you know, in the world, in, in the world today, you know, we can't get enough peace. <laughs> we can't get enough joy. We can't have enough patience, amen. So as we converse with the Holy Spirit, He gives us, He downloads us with these fruits. So we have these fruits and and. We water them and we nurture them and they continue to grow in our life. Amen. And then what we thought may be a big deal now, down the road, as we've nurtured and watered these fruits of the Spirit, all of a sudden doesn't seem like such a big deal. Right? Because we allowed the Holy Spirit to work. Amen. We want to continue to rely on the Holy Spirit for the answer. And the situation is going to bear the fruits of the Spirit. Who, has, who wants the fruits of the Spirit? I mean, who wants them to be bigger in your life? I do. And there's some things I look at, some of the fruits, I'm like, eh, that's a small fruit. I need, to, I need to continue to grow that area of my life. I'm sure everybody here has big fruits of the Spirit. Amen. But we want to continue to ask questions. We want to continue to allow Him to answer and to speak to us. And we do that by reading His Word. We do that by having conversations, expecting answers, expecting him to talk back to us. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we just thank you for...
for who you are in our life. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who's in us and who works with us and does things and, and reveals things to us that we didn't previously know. But I just pray that everybody here this week, as we, as we continue to rely on you, Jesus, as we continue to read your word, we get something that, uh, a revelation that we never knew before. That we get something, a nugget that you have for us, Lord, that you're just waiting for the right time to reveal it to us. Father, we, we don't trust on our own understanding. We don't lean on our own understanding. We don't lean on what we think we know, but we lean on you and rely on you, Jesus. We just thank you for blessing us. Uh, the first song that we sang, the blessing, that he keeps us in peace. Lord, we thank you that you, um, your favor is on us. Hallelujah. Not just for us, but for our kids and our kids' kids and for all the generations that are going to outlive us. And we just thank you that you are doing good things or that we can be a part of what you're doing in the church today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Praise the Lord. Reminder, Tuesday, Kids Night Out. Excited to see you all there. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.